Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we're talking about sleep and how it relates to school time, how that's intertwined with migraines, and how the teenage brain develops and why school times are literally at the wrong time and what we should do about that. <laughs> You've wanted to do this for a while. I'm like, you're passionate. I Well, there's so much I've learned from uh, like a few sleep books and podcasts that I just want to share. Yeah, I'm passionate about this one because I think sleep is the most important thing for everyone. But you it's you don't have a teenager. You're just thinking back on your high school time and you're just pissed. That it yeah, was and when I came across the research we'll talk about today, I was utterly shocked. So I feel like I'm excited to share that. There's so much I want to share, um, but uh, we'll talk about that later once we get to that section. How's How you doing? Been? Mitch is ah, jazzed up because Survivor's coming back. Oh my gosh, yeah. Who knows when this pod's coming out? Probably past. Wednesday. Oh, the was day it of Survivor. Wednesday? Oh you my just pretend God. Survivor's tonight. Survivor's coming out tonight. Um, okay, yeah. It's in two days from the recording of this, but I'm so excited. It's been so long. I've been holding myself over with other country survivors. So, you know, South <laughs> Africa, New Zealand, Australia. I'm currently watching the most recent Australian season. You watch New Zealand? Yes, obviously. Oh my god, I didn't know. Like, I'm like, when? Oh my god. Yeah. So, I mean, American Survivor couldn't film for like the past two years because I think they had an agreement with Fiji, but Fiji was on lockdown, so they weren't allowed to go film somewhere else. Agreement with the sponsorship of Fiji Water or the country? No, the country. Fiji. Like, they have an agreement to film X amount of seasons there, so they couldn't just like up and go somewhere else. Whereas mm. in Australia, they ended up just filming in Australia now back for their newest season. If you go to Fiji, are there just like scaffolding of like weird like slides <laughs> and like games that have just been like abandoned everywhere? No, no. Apparently they're very sustainable. They reuse the same spots all the time so they never have to like clear cut forests or anything oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. I could love it that you know that. Yeah, they have like a apparently a, that's why they now film all the time in Fiji because they have a really good relationship with the government there and they try their best to have as minimal of an impact on the ecosystem as they can so i've heard so they say <laughs> wow jeff probst over here yeah i mean like he's really progressive okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually at the forefront of the progressive movement no i'm joking i have no idea i doubt he's that progressive yeah it's like a mark burnett producer. literally for the first time they're casting like more diverse people and they're like oh wow it's making very interesting casting so it's like it's taken this long so I mean, this is the same with all reality TV, really. Yeah, I know. I'm just excited for you to be back. Do you not like reality TV? Why are you so high and mighty? I mean, I'm not. Did I sound high and mighty? Well, you seem uninterested. No, I'm interested. (laughs) I just have nothing to say because I'm like, wow, you know so much. Like, what could I possibly add? What is your favorite reality show? 
Uh, yeah, see? Wow, that you don't know that shows that you're a snobberunu. Maybe Drag Race? <laughs> oh, that's a or good Or actually probably Survivor. I do really like Survivor. You do not. I just don't like it when it's bad. <laughs> and like... you think it's always bad. I <laughs> No, not, not always. Sometimes no. I really like it. I tell Greg he's not allowed to watch with me because, you know, it's not like you don't like it, but you bring it down. You constantly criticize it while <laughs> we're watching it. And I'm like, why are you? You're making it suck for me. Like, you well, talk about yeah. how it's like just pandering to middle America and like you hate <laughs> all the contestants. Fine. And everyone you like has to go home first. No, I don't like reality <laughs> shows and the people I like go home first. That's the issue. And so then I'll like tap out like recent drag race season tapped out early. Everyone I loved went home first. But when I like the people and they go far, then I like it. But that's the point. You can't always get what you want, Greg. And when you try sometimes you get what you no, need. No, I know. I'm just bad at sticking in there when I don't get what I want on reality shows. That's show. what makes it so much better when you finally get what you want. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's get into what we've learned this week. <sighs> what did we... Oh, there we go. Did we learn this week? That's why we don't turn that now. This is why I should be controlling this little soundboard. <laughs> yeah, like, Greg, can crying. you do the soundboard today? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Um, mine is about the famous topic of Bitcoin. Don't turn your audio player off right now. I'm not going to talk that much about it. I feel like I half understand Bitcoin and then the other half I'm like there's like some magical explanation that people give me sometimes and I'm like I don't know what Bitcoin is yeah I I literally (laughs) tune out like I go cross-eyed and I'm like nope but this is related to the environment and waste so we should care about it because a single Bitcoin transaction generates the same electronic waste so physical waste Mm. as throwing out two iPhones every single time a single transaction of Bitcoin happens so Obviously, there's lots of research that's been done on, like, the carbon um, emissions and the power usage, which is, like, so high as well. And certain companies are trying to figure out how can they create, like, a system for this cryptocurrency that isn't as intensive. But this is talking about physical waste and electronic waste. Um, Basically, they use, I guess, these specialized computer chips that are called ASICs, and their only purpose is to run the algorithms that work on bitcoin networks okay and so and because i guess of like the i don't know if it's based off of how these things are built or if it's how fast the industry is changing like their devices or these devices only last like 1.29 years and then they just get thrown out oh so it's literally like like really just creating so much physical waste every time someone does a transaction with bitcoin it's like they've thrown out two does that even happen there's always those like bitcoin atms everywhere and i'm like i've never seen someone use it you know what i mean either i'm I'm sure there are people i don't i don't understand i also just wanted to look into the energy use so a single bitcoin transaction produces 1728 kilowatt hours of energy which i know has no reference point but a traditional transaction is 0.0015 what so the hell so different is and a even though the traditional industry transactions are there's like 175,000 times more transactions they're about the same in terms of like energy usage that is so dumb Isn't that nuts because the bitcoin thing i thought was like Almost like, oh, it's going to be better for some reason. Definitely like, not right now. In terms, of, in terms of waste, it's certainly not better. Maybe in terms of like privacy. And, I don't when know. did this start? It was like seven years ago or something, right? When everyone was just like Bitcoin and everyone like freaked yeah. out. But then I'm like, I feel like everyone's, I feel like the Bitcoin people are relentless. But I just, I'm like, it's not really working. Do you know what I mean? I, I think feel like it is. It's definitely, it is. Well, I don't know. I don't know enough, but definitely like there's, I feel that there's a tipping point happening now. Really? Where lots of big banks 
blockchain organizations are buying into the idea. It's not like oh my god, Bitcoin. I don't think you really like spend like dollars, but there are other cryptocurrencies that you would spend like dollars. But it's more. Someone described it to me more like it's like gold. It's something to be measured against, and so people can invest in it and use it as a type of man. Currency and like humans are so freaking weird. Even gold. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like so but. weird. It's just it's like <laughs> a little I'm when people understand that I'm like what. And it's so weird when we started to make an economy. Like, it was just, like, so freaking weird. <laughs> anyway, that's the Bitcoin news for the week. I will say my eyes kind of went cross-eyed, and I'm like, I get the energy consumption thing. But when you're like, a transaction, I'm like, I can't even picture Because <laughs> I'm like, what even? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's like, like, it's Are they more buying energy. coffee? <laughs> yeah, and literally, I'm like, is that, like, for some flowers for your mom? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> so what I learned was kind of similar. I think we're in the sense that it's about the environment but essentially a new study came out that said nearly 90 percent of economically viable coal reserves must be left in the ground to have a 50 percent chance of hitting the internationally agreed climate change goals according to an updated model of like fossil fuel extraction so it's like essentially 89 percent of coal reserves 58 percent of oil reserves and 59 percent of gas reserves must be remained like must remain of in what the ground, is left of what is left economically viable needs to be left in the ground in order to get to 1.5 degrees Celsius. That's never going to happen. It's really fucking scary. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so interesting. And now it's like so hypocritical and sad. I Canada, like you're the most hypocritical country. They were like, they're talking about economically viable oil mm-hmm. and the tar sands doesn't even count because it's not economically viable. Why? Like all the tar sands oil must stay in the ground according to this calculation. Because in their opinion, they're like the tar sands, like they're com- they're an uncompetitive resource. It's so expensive to extract it that it needs to stay in the ground. They're talking like we only can be extracting now the like oil that is economically viable, that's cheap to get in order to like stay below the 1.5 degrees Celsius. Oh, God. I know. But I mean, aren't there other like, I don't know. I'm not to be the person who's like depending on new technologies. I'm just like, hopefully there are other ways in which because not that I don't think we should be keeping that stuff in the ground. I'm just like, I can't count on companies and governments to regulate fast enough to do that. It literally 89 percent is like almost all of it. And it literally said they're taking into account technological advances in carbon dioxide removal technology. That's under the assumption that, like, you know what I mean? Like, isn't that crazy? Yes. And it says that it calculations state oil and gas production must decline by 3% each year from now until 2050, which means fossil fuel production must peak within the next decade. So it's like, it's just, it's honestly just like a really important study to remember, like, this stuff needs to stay in the ground for us all to have an economy that works in the future because there's like not going to be devastating climate change. It's just another reason to just like keep it in. And I think we can, we can regulate it. We have an election today, hopefully on Wednesday. There's not a conservative government in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) But oh my God, if there is, oh my God, if there is. But it's like, you know, in the tar sands, like Canada, we got to figure it out. I know I bring it up on this podcast all the time, but that is our plight. Yeah, it's awful. Um, It's literally Okay, hopefully these things weren't too like depressing sometimes when i think about it there is definitely a big movement of conversations around um eco anxiety and like a lot of young people myself included feel like so overwhelmed and depressed because it really feels like it's not gonna work like we're not like just being like 90 percent of oil there's no point like even just the idea that like of course capitalism is it pushes and incentivizes people to do these things. And the systems are so in place that it's just so hard to stop. Or even if we try to stop it, it's just going to take too long. 
Hopefully, maybe we should actually do an episode on that eco anxiety. Yeah, environment. Because do you anxiety. think that counts as eco anxiety? Bringing up those studies, like that's interesting. Because it's like you don't want to ignore it, can, it. Exactly. But... No, I think eco anxiety. It's it's all tied in, obviously. Like hearing more and more studies that at least yours had the positive spin. Like we need to do this versus like we'll never be able to do it. But it just those numbers made me feel anxious because I was like, that doesn't sound like that's gonna happen. I mean, fossil fuels staying in the ground. We have 10 years, 3% decrease. Yeah, no, you're and right. I'm just it like, doesn't feel with, like it's going to happen. With even oh like the pandemic as an example, causing basically economic collapse in some aspects of the world and what's going to happen going in the future. Of course, countries are going to go, yeah, we're going to sacrifice the planet so we can get back on our feet. Yeah. Like countries, much. even Canada is probably going to be like, well, we have oil. We need to sell it. Otherwise, our country is going to suffer. Canada needs some Green New Deal. Ash. I'm like, I'm like, do I can run for politics? No, I would. I would hate that, but we need to <laughs> elect an NTP person. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Eco-anxiety is real. Let's Definitely. do an episode on it. Yeah, and I think we need to figure out how we balance that type of study I just said with also positive things that are happening because things yes. are changing. The Green New Deal is amazing and green technology is amazing and it actually will save the economy. Like there are solutions. Mm-hmm. We have them. We know them. Yes. It's about leaving fossil fuels in the ground, but I know that is scary. <sighs> Even like traveling, I'm just like, as soon as people can, I just think everyone's going to and then boom, airlines. You know what I mean? Like fossil fuel consumption is going to increase. If, if, if we snap right. our fingers. Once we can go back to normal life. Yeah. And you can't expect people to not like that's going to be a hard thing to be like, oh yeah, by the way, like don't travel if all of a sudden the pandemic went away yeah but that's also still such a small aspect of like the overall the overall issue like the airline industry yeah yeah like it is one of the things that puts a lot of ownership on people's lives when really you know there's a lot of other things and companies doing a lot worse things that you can mitigate but oh my god yeah okay let's pause on this we'll take a break i feel like we'll have a little more lighthearted fun talking about school and sleep yeah (laughs) and like sleep in kids quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Feeling imperfect, insecure, or inadequate? I certainly do from time to time. How do you show kindness, self acceptance, gratitude, and compassion to yourself? every day i need this is such a cool thing i need to tell you about it because i'm just really excited because i've been using it for about 30 days now anyways <laughs> mental health is a journey and switch research delivers expert guidance along the way their mission is to provide you with effective easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier more resilient you so i've been using this journal that they sent us 
Uh, it makes me do gratitude lists. I do it in the morning. It's just so easy to do when you just have this thing in front of you. It's kind of like a little workbook. I'm obsessed. But Switch Research has helped tens of thousands gain more confidence with their 91-day evidence-based self-love journal. They partner with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and other specialists who have years of experience under their belt to guide you through their self-love journey. Transform your negative thoughts into self-love by using our code ASAP20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off your purchase. So again, that's ASAP20 at switchresearch.org to get one of these journals or get 20% off your first purchase. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. My favorite thing, sleep. <laughs> it really is. It is. And for a good reason, sleep's important. And no, I actually think most of my problems in life can link to poor sleep quality. Wow. Maybe not most, but a lot of like just feeling crappy. I realize it is always linked to sleep when I'm feeling like overly anxious, sad, uh, depressed, angry, all the negative emotions, I am able to often go like, yeah, you just haven't been getting the good sleep. That you so need. for you, what is a good night's sleep? As an adult, a 33-year-old man. <laughs> it's going to be different for teenagers. That's it, for yeah, sure. that's true. But to me, it is not just about the amount of hours. I always try to aim for around eight hours, sometimes push it even more if I've got the time. But I just getting that isn't enough for me because sometimes I just have a worse sleep. So, so how do you up. tell? Is it like you know you woke up a bunch the night before? Yeah, it might be a mix of me actually consciously remembering not sleeping well. Or just sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, maybe I was having sleep apnea last night. Maybe mm. I was like grinding my teeth. Like I don't always know. But sometimes I, I'm just like, I don't feel as alert or good today and i can't i just kind of tag it to that but i don't always know i didn't know i had sleep apnea until i went and got tested <laughs> and then they were like sleep on your side because you love sleep science sleep like research you made that viral video how to fall asleep in two minutes but i haven't you don't seem like someone who has trouble falling asleep which is no. really good i know but that's also concerning because they say if someone who can fall asleep in 10 or 15 minutes is usually sleep deprived Wait, what? Yeah, if you can That's fall asleep every day. that fast. I can fall asleep literally in minutes. No, you can't. You I have, thought you're that was so an, bad at falling asleep. I thought that was... Hey, wow, you, me. <laughs> you are, aren't you? No, no, I, I think I'm like... I. You barely... You're always like, oh, you're like tossing and turning. And like, I feel like if you... Do you not think you're bad at sleeping? No, no, I don't. Like, I'm like, you can say that I am, but like, I don't think I am. And I feel like <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes is like... I definitely feel, for the most part, I fall asleep within 10 to 15 minutes. And I kind of thought that was like an amazing thing, but it actually means that maybe I'm not, that I'm too tired. I mean, if you have a really good sleep schedule, that could maybe um, change that. I just have heard that like, usually it does take some time and also like getting into dreaming sleep really fast, I think is also mm. a sign that maybe your body's like, oh my God, I need to sleep. But lots of people can take them like 20, half an hour just to fall asleep. Some people, it's like an hour or more. They just lay in bed till they fall asleep. But wow. I do think having a consistent schedule is the most important yeah. thing where your body just knows this. It, everything starts. Like your body goes through so many internal processes to start sleeping that if it's the same every day, it just like starts before you even get in bed. It is so freaking weird that we even sleep in general. Like, it's just so weird. I know yeah, that every everything. animal does. And yeah. It's just like a weird <laughs> biological process of life on earth that just sort of like exists. You know what I mean? Like 
there's a world in the universe that like sleep isn't necessarily an aspect of life but it really is like birds are even sleeping like you know animals are sleeping like even like they like a lot of become obsessed with birding and you're talking about this all the time a lot of birds that are resting like on a branch they now think are like doing their versions of sleeping even though you might just be like oh that's just a robin kind of like you know chilling but it's like no it's actually in some form of sleep yeah and like almost all like mammals i think it's more of a mammalian thing like they kind of are like they have their own versions of sleep like it's so interesting like we are just pushing ourselves however something i've learned fun fact about sleep is that um mammals in the ocean don't sleep the same way yeah yeah because they uh or they don't dream and it's like yeah, amphibians like do, do am, or animals that can do both water and land have dreams on land. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Because oh. when you're in REM sleep, your body paralyzes itself. So you don't act out dreams or you don't like move. And obviously that can be broken and some people sleepwalk and things like that. But for the most part, only your eyes can move. And so it's not viable for an animal in the ocean to stop moving hmm yeah and that's why yeah like you hear about like sharks be, like, like static sleep while they like yeah there's slam. a different form of sleep like they're not huh. going into REM sleep they probably can still sleep it's just not REM sleep uh Whoa. anyway like so this is all going to relate to school because obviously and many of you watching or listening have either experienced this or are currently experiencing it where you're like swinging up early is so hard, especially when you're young, both for grade school, especially in like the high school era, but also yeah. leading into, I would say, even university as well. So my study is about migraines because I get migraines and I was obsessed with it. And it was saying that only this issue of early start time was for middle school to high school. They did right. not think that this, at least in their opinion, from past research and their own research that it affected people grade six and earlier. They think that they yeah, should be going fair. to school early. So like yeah. that also, I don't know about your studies, but my golden times of the study were that. What does it mean? Golden times? Like they were like, everything was about 830 AM. They were saying school oh, should like, not start before 8.30 a.m., which I even was like, that still seems yeah, early. Like, that's early. <laughs> but everything I found, all the research I found was about 8.30 a.m. Hmm. As, as they said, a majority of schools in America start before 8 30 a.m hmm. and all they're pushing for is to have school for middle schoolers and high school start at 8 30 and i was like that doesn't even seem that much later like it's like let's just do that well we will talk more about that in my study like i there are yeah i think you should talk about yours first because i'm curious to see and hear your thoughts on what i will say about what the tar- start time should be <laughs> yes okay so teens who are defined as sleep deficient, according to my study, was eight hours or less because they need more sleep than any other human being at the time because <laughs> they're growing insanely. Their voice is cracking. Right. They're popping out pubes. Their hormones. <laughs> they're like absolutely eating, like dummying bags of cookies and chips and growing like six feet tall. And like mm-hmm. it's just like a crazy time. <laughs> and so because of early starting time, the study says like there's a lot of issues because they're overly tired and then they can link it to risky behavior, cigarette use, alcohol use. I think a large reason why there's car crashes in teenagers, which is like a huge killer of teenagers is because they're overly tired. So that's mm. their justifications for doing these studies and their justifications for being like, seriously, should we regulate school starting later? Yeah. But this was just about migraines in high schoolers. So this was grade nine to 12. It was just surveys where they got people to say what time they started school and then talk about their lifestyle. 
So it wasn't like they made a school start late and a school start early in measure. They just found out people's start time. And everyone who was in the late group or who started 8.30 a.m. or later had lower headache frequency, lower amounts of migraines, like very significantly. And that was even adjusting for the total hours of sleep, the amount of sex, any migraine prevention they were doing, medication use, hours of homework, grade level, whether or not they mm. ate. It was like the, was time, the time of day was <laughs> the main reason why these kids had way less headaches. And on top of that, migraines. And migraines, like going through them are very physiological. Like, you know when you have one. Mm. And I was just like, that's interesting. Like above all else, I'm like, you don't want teenagers to have headaches or migraines. Yeah. Start And at 8.30 a.m., I was like, that's so that not even that. So that was with start time of school being 8.30. It was 8.30 and later. So that would be the late group. And then right. 8.30 and, and earlier. earlier. So say it was 8.15, you'd be in the early group. Okay. So they defined 8.30 as even just that being the time that they should push for. That's so fascinating because you get migraines. Do you Do you think they're linked to sleep at all? So and does mine, that make you think that maybe they they might be in a way that you may not know? Yeah, like I find that migraines are so freaking weird and I read science articles about them all the time and it's really exhausting because they don't know like why <laughs> they What's sorry they, they know what happens in your brain and it's absolutely disgusting like it is so intense they explain how like the neurons and like the pressure actually builds from the front moves to the back so they can really study migraines now from a neurological reason, the big thing they don't understand is like why people are getting them. So, and, and how to prevent them. One reason why is that it's way more prominent in women. So there's a lot of misogyny there, like in the history of medicine to like not even spend time looking at it. Basically, yeah. They literally like sociologists have studied this men just ignored it. And like a lot of like, Oh, women are hysterical. Women are complaining. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a headache. No, it's like a very serious thing. <laughs> so we're really behind on migraine research due to misogyny and science, which is just like an interesting thing to understand. <laughs> but where we're at now, we can know what's happening, but why is something that you kind of have to figure out for yourself. So for my migraine journals, things I notice are lack of food. Like Mitch knows I'm crazy. Like first thing in the morning, I have to get like oatmeal in me quick. <laughs> Hydration is another thing I've noticed sometimes if I'm dehydrated, I'm like, fuck. And then it happens. Change in pressure in the day. And then sometimes I'll like link it to sleep. But usually I've like, if I've ever stayed up late, I've usually had alcohol or right. marijuana. Like it's like, I never just like stay up. I'm not a person who stays up late yeah. for fun without anything. So then it's hard for me to adjust the lack of sleep because it usually just comes with like partying. Mm -hmm. So I, yes, I've noticed it from a lack of sleep, but I usually am thinking I'm like dehydrated, had alcohol. There's and like multiple factors that, yeah. yeah, that play into that sleep in the yeah. first place. But some people it's chocolate. Oh. And then sometimes I'm like, I guess I had like a better chocolate cut. Like it's just like, you <laughs> oh it's God. so hard because oh there's like the so many, I know there's so many things <laughs> that you could Careful. be your thing. And I think people who get migraines get better and better at figuring out what it is for them. But for me, sleep has not really been one I've been you know, like, oh, it's the sleep. You don't tag it directly to that. Yeah. Well, sleep is so interesting because it's one of those things that people, even when they're sleep deprived, don't believe they're cognitively impaired and don't feel it. Hmm. Like, it, I'm not saying this is why we get migraines at all, but I'm just saying sleep yeah, like is it, sometimes yeah. that thing that there are lots of people that get five or six hours of sleep a night and go, it's fine. I'm totally fine with five or six I hours. I can't believe that. Oh, I could never. And even for one night, I'm like, I want to die. But some people function on that and think that they're normal. Like, <laughs> they think they're think normal. They're at their baseline normal of functioning, but like 
countless, basically every study shows that if you're getting less like six to five hours of sleep, you're cognitively impaired compared to what you would be if you were getting wow. eight hours of sleep. There's those people who are just so smart because like they talk about getting six to five hours of sleep and they're like so productive and they're so smart <laughs> and they do so much. I'm like, imagine you got full sleep. They say there are some like a very small percentage and I can't remember exactly how small. Einstein vibes. Of, of like people who don't need sleep. Yeah, yeah, there's like a genetic predisposition and of course it's a bell curve. So there's like some people who probably need like the 10 hours of sleep to function at their best. And then there are these like very extreme versions of people that can survive on four hours and seem to be unaffected. But that is almost definitely not you. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah it's not you, honey. Anyone listen listening or watching, it's like really probably not. Um, and it's certainly not teenagers. It's not teenagers. Teenagers need so much sleep. Uh, before I talk about my stuff, I'm curious. Do you remember when your school started? Yeah, it started. Like, this is why I kind of felt like 8.30 wasn't that late. Because I kind of feel like we started at 8.45 and oh. went until 3.45 in high school. Wow. Which, also the 3.45 thing, I'm like, girl, that is early. Like I 3.45 like, to like end school? school ends early. I think my school ended at 2.30. What? <laughs> maybe it was 3.30. I feel like at some point it was 2.30, but I think maybe it was 3.30. Oh my God, the Catholic school board. Uh, really no, but I think we started at 7.45. I don't remember Whoa. for sure. Yeah, no. I, honestly, yeah. you know me. I have no memory of anything in my life ever <laughs> happening. <laughs> so I might be... 2.30? That's up. wild. You must have had fifth period off. Maybe I did. No, I think... My guess is that we started around eight, and that seven forty-five was when you had to like get to class, and eight was yeah, when yeah, class that's started. early. But maybe I'm wrong about that. And then I have also memories of school also ending at three twenty. So I don't know if that was hmm. grade school versus high school. Like I'm not yeah. totally sure which one I'm thinking of. When I was a teacher, it started at eight, and at eight. it was early. And I was even now I find alarm. like to get somewhere at eight. It's early. Oh. So you have to wake up, get ready, travel, get there. I'm like, <laughs> we've like not done that in years. Don't I know. Like, I wake up yet. at eight. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, then I don't, then I give myself time to get ready. Yeah. Kids We're are very at lucky. school. Some I... of them are like working at 730. No, that is wrong. That's illegal. <laughs> That's illegal. We're here kids to tell you that that is, should be illegal. Um, okay. I wanted to share some interesting information. Like there's so much out there. Obviously I'm fascinated by sleep, but first I wanted to talk about, like babies versus teenagers versus adults and what they need. Hmm. So what they have found that babies, even in the womb, spend so much time in REM sleep. Hmm. And over time, they realize like as we get older, we get more and REM sleep, which is like non-REM sleep. I don't know why I had to short form that. <laughs> uh, but just before puberty, non-REM sleep peaks. So right when we're going into puberty, it's like at its highest. And the belief is that this REM sleep helps to literally create neurons. It's like building the scaffolding of your brain um, and uh, like basically what a baby needs is like, here, get all this stuff. And then that REM sleep is actually um, pruning and starting to go like, okay, how do we actually make this more efficient, uh, make these connections faster? And so non-REM sleep is like, now you've got your brain, let's make it the best version. And that's where like the individual you starts to like populate even more. And but so when's that happening? Like that's like into puberty and during puberty, your hmm. non-REM sleep is becoming more and more part of like what like, you're doing. Like, and then wow. as you phase out of teenage years, it actually comes down and you balance out between the extremes of like a baby and a teenager. Um, so, so like a baby is way more REM. 
way more REM. Yeah, it's like almost all REM. (laughs) Pre-puberty, puberty, there's more NREM. Yeah, and so what they've realized is that the non-REM sleep is directly correlated to kids having increased cognitive development, reasoning, and critical skills. Even brain scans have shown, and I know we've talked about this before, how like the certain, the front regions of the brain are are like associated with rational thinking and stuff. Prefrontal cortex. Yeah, teens don't develop, and you're like, why why are they like crazy taking risks, all these things? Oh my God, when I was teaching kids, the <laughs> amount of times as a science teacher, I'd just be like, girl, you're, I would like tell them to their face, like, your prefrontal cortex isn't developed. Don't do that. <laughs> oh like, I would just be like, your brain right. is, is literally working. underdeveloped. And they would give me these like weird looks and they're like almost like that was really harsh. But they'd kind of also be like, like wait, probably like, right. kind of like that's in, like you're a science teacher and that kind of makes me feel a bit better. Yeah. It's funny to think back to that time eh, and try and remember what it felt like to. So I. I I you don't, don't really remember. You don't really like Classic. cognitively like. No, I'm just like I would take so many risks. Yeah. Like I just, but you don't realize you're even taking a risk because your brain is your prefrontal cortex isn't developed. Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like even socializing. Like I would go to like obviously it's very scary to go to a party, but I would like go to a park party. Yeah. You just and be like, yeah, I'm gonna just, just go, go and go and even like, though you're scared, but you yeah. do it. Yeah. Like if not. someone was like go to a park party now, I'd be like, hell no. Yeah. I'm not like, do I know ninety percent of the people no, there that I'm not bullies. Going. <laughs> like I'm not going there. Like <laughs> Ew, I have so many gross memories of like going to a party and being like literally my bullies are here. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now as an adult imagine someone's like you have to go to a party where there's bullies of you. You'd be like, no, I'm not going there. That's so scary. Uh, isn't it so messed? Like I still think about my like grade school and high school bullies. Like it, well, where are they now, Mitch? I don't know. Hopefully dead. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a harsh bully. No, hopefully not bullies. And then there's that trope in movies where, like, the bully comes up and it's like, oh, yo, man, like, we used to be such good friends. Like, the bully never realizes that they bullied you. Has anyone ever done that cause, to you because of ASAP Science? Um, Not, like, an extreme version of my bully, but definitely people that I'm like, we weren't friends and you were kind of mean to me. Because I also, like, feel that probably also as a kid that was like kind of queer and got called gay and stuff like there were probably people who wouldn't have otherwise been mean but were like socially defending yeah. themselves by like calling and probably gay. don't remember being like you're gay because yeah, like, everyone exactly. was saying it yeah yeah it was like probably just nothing to them or honestly I was, like, like going I home at, and crying <laughs> i look at my bullies and i'm like wow they're pretty busted like I, I i'm kind of like really they're yeah. like busted and they have like really messed up morals <laughs> like i'm not even kidding like they're like all like weird like like they're like on facebook like they're like those Facebook oh like God. dads like, like it's so weird and then they all like all have daughters now and I'm like but you're a misogynist like you're an open mm-hmm. misogynist like it's like there isn't I don't really have a bully that I remember like I remember them who is now like this really nice changed person you like, don't have that experience yeah like I've like I maybe because I'm just I have looked at specific people who are so mean <laughs> to me and I'm like they're actually like so weird still and I'm like whoa <laughs> like, like you know what I mean like bullying is we should do one on bullying. Yeah, like, there must honestly. be a correlation between some brain. I bet the bully. Yeah. No, who ain't Maybe sleeping. Maybe they never develop. Bullies ain't sleeping. That's they, for they, sure. They didn't sleep. Well, I'll, and not that I'll go into this, but a lot of um, disorders are linked to sleep problems. They've realized over time, even things like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, ADHD, they think is wow. somehow linked to uh, childhood sleeping problems. Childhood or, or, or teen or both? Childhood, I think, oh, is what, wow. was what was That's said sad. in the book that I read, but that it's like that's the time your brain is like developing so much. Um, So anyway, I was going to say in terms of the development of the brain and the non-REM sleep, it's like they can literally see the brain develops from back to front. And that's why also like the rational part is the last part to like prune and like develop properly and just like 
make better connections. <laughs> hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yes. So how does this also more facts about teenagers and their sleep? So basically, when you move into your teenage years during puberty, your circadian rhythm literally changes around one to three hours more. So you are like... Instead of going to bed at 10 p.m., you're naturally getting tired at 1 a.m. If like as an example, that's of. crazy. Whereas parents don't understand this. Yeah. I mean, we they have all gone through it, but they forget I don't and they think it's that. a choice. Yeah. But it's like literally, kids are just when they're kids, when they're little babies or children, it's actually even earlier. So that's why like your nephew goes to bed at like eight or 7 p.m. or whatever. So right? their circadian rhythm is often the fact that they want to stay up later and also they want to sleep in, right? Yeah, so they need more sleep and their circadian rhythm is different. And But I mean, it's not even so much that they need so much more sleep. It's just that if your body's naturally wanting to go to bed at like midnight or one to get your good eight hours or nine hours of sleep or whatever, you're going to be pushed way past when you would naturally be asked to wake up for school. Also, my study said that the people got would actually go to bed earlier when they had later start times. And their prediction was that teenagers get anxious because they can't fall asleep. And then they're like, I have to be up so early. And then that makes them not sleep. So they're having like bad yeah, sleep. That was them well trying as, to justify yeah. But I was like, that was interesting to me. Like, I find it a lot harder to fall asleep when I have to get up early. Oh, yeah. You know what if I mean? Because you you're, you're like yeah. not falling asleep. And yeah. You're just like, yeah. I remember being a night hawk. That's why I think I've always thought I was a night owl or what do you mean, hawk? I don't know. Um, obviously, that's changed now. I feel like my natural predisposition alone would be to be a night owl because of our job. So you mean like when you were a teenager, you remember one? I don't oh, remember just staying up Distinctly, like, and maybe because you always laugh at how your parents would wake you up so early. <laughs> no, no, I would like, like I would truly no. sleep till 1 or 2 p.m. Oh, oh, sorry. Weekends. They would wait. That is, my parents would murder me. <laughs> but it's not even only that. It's also my parents were like, you're going to bed <laughs> so early. <laughs> Like, I remember in the summer in Canada, just, like, staring out my window like a sad little boy, like, hearing kids, like, playing in the playground. And my parents are like, yeah, you have to go to bed. I'm like, it's broad daylight. And I was, like, old enough to, like, see my friends, like, bouncing on trampoline in their backyard. Oh, backyards my and being God, like, that's so um, sad. Uh, like, and they're like, no, it's bedtime. I'm like, are you sure? Because the sun ain't set. Um, so then this is for your parents. They should have let you stay up and go to bed later. But I understand that there's, like, you're trying to regulate your kids. And it's like, your kids don't always know what's best for them. And so you assume yeah. it's better for them to get enough sleep. It's worse if you go to bed late and wake up early. Uh, so they I'm, probably were just yeah. being like, we'd rather you have a consistent Assistant schedule. Yeah. And no, no, I, is, I'm not trying to, like, no, drag your I parents too hard. Yeah. Like, I I don't think I had, like, too much missing out trauma, although I do have FOMO, and it's probably from staring <laughs> out the trampoline window, kids. trampoline babies. <laughs> but I do feel like I never in high school on a weeknight ever stayed up past 11 and I never oh had any. Oh my god! And I in never high school. Never. I, at ten forty-five, I remember being like anxiety, anxiety, and I'd be like <laughs> meditating, listening to Radiohead, being like sleep, 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 and then I would like sleep. I would always be asleep by eleven. And I remember like MSN, like you know, people would be like, "What's up?" at like ten thirty, and I'd be like, "Bedtime." Like that's what's up. Like, and I knew that. And like sometimes I would like I don't know maybe log into MSN. Like maybe I once or twice like getting up to go to the bathroom and like seeing that people are like on msn at like like logging in duty like <laughs> and being like what so i definitely would i never felt like i needed kid. to sleep at one i always felt i needed to sleep at 11 but so maybe, maybe you might have also because this did say like there's a range of that circadian change so right? you like, feel like you felt it like when you were in high school you're like oh for I'm sure i would i would be told to go to bed and then i would sneak up after my parents went to bed just to be up and like go play on the computer. Sleep. 
Yeah, I mean, some of it might have been that I was like addicted to a computer game. I have, oh. <laughs> I have like vivid memories of a specific game that I would stay up and play. But like it's how late? I, I wasn't tired. Like sometimes till like two or three a.m. But that wouldn't be like oh the regular. But definitely, I was like going to bed. And same kind of thing. My parents were probably like, "Go to bed when we go to bed. You can't stay up later than us because we can't then monitor if you're going to bed at all." Yeah. <laughs> so then, when you your alarm would go off to start your school at eight, that must have been hell. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, I remember always being really tired at school, even in university. And I know sometimes that's a mix of, like, partying, but I didn't party so much in university. And I remember, like, consciously after first semester choosing all the later start times. Oh, my God. I had so many 8.30 classes, and I don't even think I went to one. I would just go to the 2 p.m. one. And the 2 p.m. classes, so full. everyone would be sitting in the aisles. There'd be, like, like fire monitors coming yeah, being like, be this, like this is, is illegal and the poor professor would be like i'm working way harder than whoever the 831 is yeah. like because like there's no kids in that and then they'd always be like who isn't supposed to be here and i'd just like be on press yeah, hilton like, like no i'm not gonna respond to that but <laughs> not, for sure it's yeah me. writing myself out yeah like i'd never even been to i don't even know who that my professor a, is yeah for reference our like biology class in first year probably had like 2400 kids but the classes weren't that big they could only hold maybe 600 and so they would have three times a day and yes as a result the midday class would no have, one wanted the light one because everyone wanted to go party the midday class would have 2400 sitting kids. on stairs <laughs> like I've, like yeah. filling the rows every on the ground everywhere and the it, energy and, was like an ariana grande concert like everyone was like lining <laughs> up was like, was like fucking like let's learn about duck legs like it was just like everyone was happy to be there they'd slept in yeah no like they shouldn't even have morning classes in university you're so still a teenager is, in the research, irrespective of culture or geography, it's during puberty. And puberty, as we know, like, obviously, it's very distinct around the age of, say, like, 16 or 15 or whatever. But it runs its game until, like, 25, 26. Like, a lot of things are still changing in your body. So it makes sense that I started university at 18. No, was 17. I, 17 when I was I 16 because my birthday was. No. Yeah. You were 17. No. No. No, because yeah. I could drink in my first year of university. Oh, yeah, no, I was So 17. you were 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were 18. No, I turned 17. Oh, my God. I no. turned 17 in September of my first no. year. No. Yes. No, you turned 18 because then oh, in March yes, I yes. turned 19. Yes. So you started university 17. I always old. do this. Like to my parents, I'm like, my parents sent me to camp when I was six. And they're like, no, we didn't. They're like, you were like, 12. You're such a liar. And they're like, yeah, well, I was eight. But then I would slowly be like, no, seven, no. eight. Anyway. So. They, they measure kids' bodies, t- teenagers, and it's like there's a shift in their melatonin and their sleepiness time changes. Like it is biological. It's not just cultural. And they say that their peak wakefulness for a lot of teenagers is actually in the evening. So it's not only that mm. they naturally would want to wake up later. It's that they're at their most alert in the evening. And mm. the book that I was reading, my favorite book, Why We Sleep, said that asking <laughs> a teen to wake up at 7 a.m. is like asking an adult to start at 4 a.m. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? The three hour difference. So you can understand why you can wake up at 4 a.m. It's just like extremely uncomfortable and requires like a lot of push through. Okay. I honestly think we should do this. Should we just, should the two of us just like start like a ground, like a grassworks movement? There are like, movements Because I'm like, for this. I think this is smart. Like it's not that hard to Dude. just say 830 for high schools. Boom. It across. is hard though. So what has happened, yeah, I think, is happened? that people's jobs correlate to this nine to five so they need to have their kids out of the house earlier than that you know but they're teen but we're only doing high school isn't that like a much less responsibility like your kids 
I guess there's still though that stress. Like when yeah. you start high school, how old are you? Like 14 or something? Or, or I don't know. How old are you in high like school? Like 12, 13. Th- like no, 12 is grade six. Wait, are you serious? So then, even more 15. reason. I'm like these these teenagers yeah, they should have autonomy sure. to I walk think. to school or get on the bus to school. Um, and there's like so much experimental evidence to show that schools, like you said, with the migraines, schools that start later. And like there's a school in Minnesota that literally only changed from 745 to 835. SAT scores went up 212 points. Yeah, this one like scholar argued that there'd be nine billion dollar surplus in the American economy (laughs) because that could fix the climate crisis. Yeah. He said (laughs) it's more than major league baseball makes in a year. (laughs) They literally think because you would have higher graduation rates, you would have higher productivity. You would have like a more probably quote unquote successful society (laughs) because the kids are actually going to graduate and be better at school. And then also they think that the kids just aren't going to die because it's like car crashes right like it's really like many studies just kept talking about car crashes yeah. like i, I know it's I weird was like, that what? that's like one of the i think and maybe you're emphasizing this like one of the highest risks for kids is, is car crashes. yeah and i forget that because i grew up in toronto so i people like dumb like rich kids at our school would have cars and it was like you're losers but like <laughs> Most people were taking the TTC, and I just think you forget that America is just like this highway country where kids get cars when they're 16, and I'm just like, yeah, no wonder they're all young. dying on mass. Like that's crazy. <laughs> if they're and it does make sense if they're constantly tired, yeah, and then they're that's leading to issues of depression, drug abuse, all these other things that then you're mixing that with like vehicles. Yeah, and like commuting, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm just searching this right now, and it is like unintended injuries are the main cause of death for teenagers. And they don't have a prefrontal probably, cortex. Yeah. They don't understand <laughs> risk. Honestly. Because they're not going to, I guess, like have a heart attack or cancer, like at very likely. At no, that no. Age, that yeah. it makes also sense that like injuries would be the biggest risk. Gosh, we need um, to do this. Like, it just, I'm just like, if I was a principal, there I'd are, do it. There, I know, I like, forever I had this dream, and Greg will know that I wanted to like try and get the schools near us to do it and like actually do an experiment to make a video out of it. No, that's never. He's always happen. like, what do you think that'd be like? I'm like, I've worked in a school, like, get ready for hell. But think about how significant this is. Like, it is really and, weird. Like, and interesting to know and that schools have higher IQs just by starting later, that the kids achieve more, that they're like, happier their reading and comprehensions higher they have a more extensive vocabulary just by starting later and it's i think it's like i know that the study i had was about middle school but it's like just do it for high school yeah just, at least you don't have to worry there, about elementary school sure just leave high it. school years that i remember yeah. having the hardest time. and that seems also like the most challenging time with what you said where parents want to get their kids who are young out the door on time to get to work mm-hmm. fine so we don't touch until grade eight we only do grade eight to grade twelve when the kids are getting themselves to school on their own. Where did like, you go to are. school? Like grade eight to grade twelve? Grade nine, sorry. Uh, I'm just so curious because some people are do no. have schools like that where they're like grade seven to grade twelve. Oh yeah. Yeah, I went I was like No, yeah. <laughs> I went to the same school until grade eight and then I did grade nine to twelve. But yeah, some people have middle school, which is grade six to eight. Which I say right. leave. Leave that too. Okay, at least let's just do high school. The, yeah, the kids who are like in it. Yeah, and, and I was a MSN teacher at night, and I was a teacher of high school, and it was exhausting. I wouldn't have minded starting at nine. You know what I mean? Like seriously, I, I or at least having that extra buffer to go in and prep your classes. Also, like grades seven and eights, I taught them. They're insane. It's when puberty's starting, and they're actually like it's like big mouth, like they're going crazy, <laughs> and there's like funny. 
education scholars who think that those kids should be taken out of school and do manual labor oh and then go God. back to school in grade nine because there's really no point. Like, like they just can't learn properly at that Like age. it's such a ridiculous thing. But sometimes when I teach like grade sevens and eights, I'm like, actually, like you would be better off. Like manual labor is like, like just playing games. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, right. it'd be better off. physical, if, like, body yeah. movement. Like, like, I don't need to teach you about atoms. Like, I'll teach you about atoms in grade nine. Yeah. Why don't you just, like, yeah, literally, like, go run around in circles. <laughs> Maybe actually, like, put these pens together and we'll sell them. Like, I don't even know. Like, make <laughs> these pens like, do child labor. We'll like, literally, sell them. <laughs> like, literally just work on this conveyor belt. Like, it's like, it's just Greg like. Greg <laughs> School of Pen Organization. Yeah. You make the big pens that then the grade nines use. Like, there's just, like, something so funny. Because it's true. Like, they're just. Their brains are crazy. Met like guys, girls, everything in between. Like it's just a weird age that like I know this is a little off topic, but I'm like, we need to just like let's just be radical with the education system and see what happens. Because it's not working right now to the best of the ability. Yeah. I mean, there's lots to talk about the school systems in the first place, beyond sleep even and like how they don't necessarily anymore or struggle to prepare kids for what is actually relevant in today's world. Like university as well. It's like so many people in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and can't get a job. But that's a different topic. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. No, that Sorry. just gave me so much anxiety. Uh, yeah. One last thing I wanted to bring up about, like, why are teenagers like this? And I know we've talked about it, but the main theory is that by um, evolutionarily, like, having teenagers readapt their circadian rhythm to be different time, it's a chance for them to step away and be more independent from their parents. So it's literally supposed to have you offset from your parents. So by having a different sleep cycle with your peers, you get to like operate independently with your peers and Hmm. start to like, not in like a full sense, like you're not, you're not going away fully, but it's like for those few hours that you're still awake and you're around your friends and you want to stay out late, like you are getting a sense of independence, which allows you to develop into like a human. That's so funny. That's I love like evolutionary biology theories. I'm like that's such well because it is like why would that happen? Why yeah. would sleep cycles change so drastically to the point where parents like don't understand their kids and are like, why are you sleeping till one? Okay, now this is mine. Like hunter gatherer societies. Like you want the fresh, healthiest little teenagers to be up late protecting Maybe while you too. sleep yeah. with the babies. <laughs> I just made that one up, but you know what I mean. Like that's my theory. It's like a 16 year old like hunter-gatherer neanderthal type time like that'd be the strongest like men and women so they got to stay up late and protect maybe yeah no this is fully made up i'm just like <laughs> i'm just like just you know what i mean like that's just that's me as an things. evolutionary biologist just doing yeah. my theory. wow that's a beautiful theory yeah well i mean I, that is that is one of the prominent theories behind why we have like early birds and night owls that the like the the distinction or the crossover between different desires mm-hmm. to be awake at different times actually helps fill the gap for when humans are at their most vulnerable, which is when they're sleeping. I miss puberty. Like what? Like I know I don't, but like, I wish I could do it over with the perspective I have now. Cause it's so fascinating. It's obviously hell when you're in it. Cause you're like, it's all, you know, and you don't ever think you're going to come out of it. And it's just like embarrassing and like, Everything about it is like weird, and you're like getting pubes, and you're like. But now corny. it's nostalgic. But now that I'm like an adult, and I'm like, you're gonna get through it. I would love to go back and just like watch my body. I just change. wish I went to like an art school or something, because then I feel like I know there would still be you know hierarchies and drama and whatever. But I just feel like. But then you might not be ASAP science. 
No, that's fair. By art school, I don't necessarily. Yeah, no, that's fair. Actually. I think about that a lot because I also. It's just that like art school. <laughs> the sort of like toxic masculinity that I had to face, not just in my peers, but in my teachers, I think in the administration. But that's also Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, it's a mix. But also we grew up in a time like I'm sure in public schools that was happening. Maybe not to the same administrative level, but like probably. Yeah, it definitely wasn't happening at held administrative beliefs. level for me, but definitely like. People were so homophobic because it was like a long time ago. Yeah. And but I, I just feel like, you know, queerness has always been more accepted in the arts space that I just think maybe I would have actually found myself a little better. Yeah, Even though I love science, like maybe I would know myself better. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I I have I was so mad when I became a teacher in Toronto and found out that I could have gone to an art school in Toronto. Like I would have just had to tell my parents and like I could have just gone to a different jurisdiction like it's not that hard like when i started to learn about the drama district like, school board it's like yeah I? there's alternative schools and you just choose to go it's not that hard right. and i was like no one told me yeah, i no could do this so i am a little bit like i missed out but then i do think the reason i love science is my high school science teachers mm. and my conventional high school was known for like a good science and math department and here i am with it being my favorite thing in the world I, that wouldn't have that would have been robbed for me at an art school. I assume. Like I feel like no. You can probably still take science at an art school. Can't like, you? Yeah, that would be a really interesting story to have gone to an art school and then fall in love with science. And what a beautiful thing to have yeah. like the crossover connecting those two things. And honestly, I bet a science teacher at an art school would be so Miss Frizzle vibes uh, and probably yeah. so good at it. <sighs> there is an art school in Toronto though that like it was just like there's such drug issues. <laughs> so like, I don't know if that's like, what, like the sorry? one I wanted to go to was called Rosedale. And like, I know lots of people who went there and they're like, it was really bad for drugs. Like, just like, I'm not saying that all artists do drugs, but like, it was <laughs> oh like, my God. and there was definitely a lot of Sometimes drugs. Sometimes those school. rumors though. I mean, I know they're probably somewhat based in truth, but like my school was also considered in the town I lived, like the more druggy school. And I'm like, was it like, I guess I was kind of sheltered, so I don't know. I wasn't included in any it's of the like, drug partaking. But. Maybe it's all dr the druggy schools are the ones where the people are starting too early. You know, like maybe if they all slept early. early oh, like starting too early, yeah. And then they're more <laughs> slippery sloping into drugs. Well, that's what they keep saying in these studies. Uh, whenever someone says to me like high school was the best time of their life, I'm that's like, so sad. Sorry. You peaked way too yeah, early. <laughs> like that's actually really sad. <laughs> but some people say that. I'm like, you loved high school. Wait, that is like. But so you're lucky sad. because you have still a lot of friends from high school. I have a few, but not that many. No, I definitely had really great friends from high school, but like we were the freaks or whatever. <laughs> but like it was like great. Like I'm I'm so happy I didn't peak in high school. That's yeah, the people who peaked are the ones that sometimes look good on their now. And I'm like, yeah, you yeah. No, 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 no. Like, honestly, if you're having a good time in high school, like, look out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like it's actually like you might want to like chill out a bit. You might want to figure out how down. to get bullied. True. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I'm gonna be genuinely concerned if my kid's killing it in high school. <laughs> I am. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna like put acne on. I'm gonna like rub pizza grease on their face. Oh like, my god! Like, you cannot. You cannot Very thrive. Brown. I'm just saying. Uh, well, hopefully they'll start school later after this podcast yeah. comes out. <laughs> Every single person, if you're a teenager, fight for this with your administration. Mm -hmm. Do a debate at school. Look into all the scientific research. Say ASAP Science taught you. If you're a parent, go to the school and start talking about it. We will be there. We will defend you. And this is... It's the best health. It's for your kid's health and yeah. well-being. Like, beyond even just being, like, smarter and getting a higher SAT score, which is, like, great in some capacity. It's also, like 
to be a better functioning human who probably is more stable and has like better regulation over their emotions and those kind of things. And too. empathize with your kid if they're exhausted in the morning. It's like, yeah, yes. yeah, babe, this ain't right for you. Yeah, we were all there one day. Okay, so thanks for listening. Make yeah. sure you subscribe, leave a comment, and next week, <laughs> what should we do a podcast about? Don't we already know what we're doing it about? Oh, yeah. What is it? Midlife crisis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're doing it on midlife crisis. So interesting. And we're like, are we in one? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>